Time. This is a podcast where I drive to and from work and we talk about random things. Today is the 17th of November, 2021. Um, I spoke with my dad uh, the other day. Now, me and my dad, we see each other relatively often. Um, not like every day, but maybe once every two weeks. Um, and then we don't really talk as much. But I had called him my, um, my cousin... Uh, my cousin had passed 
yada, 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 then, you know, that's kind of what was going on. He was the head of the unit. He worked with uh, labor disputes. He worked with uh, trying to get your foremans. Uh, I mean, it was pretty interesting. And, and actually, I would like to, to record a little bit more of what he did because it, it's fascinating to me because the union apparently in the United States is only like 8% of the population of jobs. I know Kroger has a union. But other than that, that's about all that that you'll uh, see. Anyway, regardless, um, he had that job. And then that plant shut down. That Von El Campo plant shut down. So the whole, I guess the whole conversation with him was simply about kind of talking about what happens when you lose a job or what happens when you leave a job. legitimately unfounded bullshit 
And, uh, man, I, I looked at them like, man, let me find that job opportunity back. I should have took this four months ago. And it was just kind of a bad beat, you know, like he had a good opportunity or 50, 50 on it. He thought the company would be loyal. And guess what? The company's not loyal. Shocker. You know, the company's not loyal and the company doesn't give a shit. Uh, and the company will try to screw you over and fire you or screw you over and, and put a narrative out there on you. And it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, I mean, I'm not saying that this company is out to get me. I'm not. I'm saying that this company has in the past gone out of its way to fuck with me in a way that I felt like it was harassment. So when you have those types of situations, you kind of, you start looking and I've always had an eye out now since that point. Um, it's been almost what, two years since that, that I've been stayed with this company. Um, they threw some money at me, you know, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of done and spent when it comes to like the staffing. So I have a lot of reasons why I would like to leave, right? I have, I have a lot of reasons why I would say there's probably a better situation out there. But then again, I'm, I'm kind of curty, uh, like cautious. And that was the conversation I had with my dad, which was, you know, my dad had essentially had a job pulled from under him because the, the plant had shut down. So that wasn't something that was gonna, that he chose. That was gonna happen regardless. But that money was good. He was, he had a good paying job. He had a good amount of things. And as a young man, because let's see, my dad had me at 25. So by the time I was eight, he was 33. So he was about the age that I am now, Thomas. And it's kind of, kind of hard to think about, but, um, because Thomas is seven, so he'll be eight, nine. So the next job that I do, essentially, he'll start remembering what I do, which I think he does now. But uh, anyway, anyway. Um, anyway. So yeah, I, I kind of look at that situation as as a as as. When I look at his timeline, it looks at it like, okay, you're forced out of a job. He found employment as a salesperson. Uh, he was a salesperson with uh, flooring, and he hustled up a lot of money. He, well, of what he could get, because, you know, my dad's recollection of the, the process was that there was an old white miser who essentially was like the Pottersville of uh, his George Bailey. <laughs> I mean, and I'm, I'm embellishing this, obviously. Everybody's going to have different situations. And by the way, I applaud the business owner to even, you know, kind of say, hey, this is your opportunity. This is your chance. This is what we're going to do for you. X, Y, and Z, right? You know, taking a chance on. Mm, my dad's a smart guy. My dad is a very smart guy. I think it's not a, not a big deal, but, uh, but. Yeah, my dad's a smart guy. He, uh, he's, he, at the time, he was hungry and worthy and wanted a job. He's, he had that, that, uh, he had that union position that was kind of barely hanging on. Um, I think this is where he started gambling in some, some instance. I'm not trying to go back to the genesis of stuff, but, um, anyway. 
but yeah, I, I remember those times of, of the transition, and then he stayed with that uh, flooring company for a good while, probably until I was in high school, so he probably stayed there about four or five, maybe eight years, something like, I mean, he was there for a good while, it was a good, long, stable job where he was pretty prosperous, um, you know, to, he was really prosperous, actually, um, but then he got tired, he got tired of the boss, he got tired of fighting for money, he got tired of being treated, you know, like an underling, and, uh, because my dad was pretty arrogant, but at the same time, he was the, the person who made the most money, he was the, a hustler, but when you have, like, somebody who's pushing up a lot of money and trying to do all that stuff, yeah, you, you want to be rewarded, and in some ways, you want to have special treatment, um, and I, I think that that's not something maybe that businessman had wanted to do, or the businessman had uh, chose to do, I'm not really sure, but uh, but yeah, there was, there was a large disagreement there with with what they wanted, what they saw, there were some accusations, there's a lot of stuff that happened, probably, and again, I was too young to really understand what was happening, other than just the fact of, okay, well, dad's now working in Victoria for another person, um, so I think dad worked in Victoria for uh, another person, and they had My dad had quit that job, but I think there's a little bit more to that story personally, because things don't add up. At the time, I was uh, I was already in college, I believe, so I was already gone from gone from there, right? I was already away from the normal hustle and bustle of the daily. But from an outside looking in, it looked like my dad had quoted uh, customer material. They, he overcharged them from what it looked like, allegedly, um, the materials were not put into that house, the materials were taken, and the materials were kept on an off-site location, so, customer paid for extra product that they, uh, padding it a little bit, essentially, you're padding an account, and you're probably working that extra material on a side job, that's what it looks like. I think my dad was one of the people that would probably do that to hustle up some money because with that place, again, it was commission. It was, you're going to get this much of what you sell. You're going to have this much of what you're trying to do. And, you know, they had a storefront property. So, you know, you, you had a receptionist, you had somebody in the store at all times, that's money. And then you had guys going out on call and you had guys going out measuring. You had, and again, this is a flooring business. This is flooring sales. So it's, um, it is pretty interesting. So that job probably lasts about two, two years, two to three years. I would say probably two from my recollection, but I, I, I really don't know. And honestly, after that, I don't know what he did. I don't know if he went back to the previous place. I thought he did for a minute. And then he just kind of 
I guess did his own thing. So he started working recently with a guy. I mean, it's not been recent. He's been with this guy for a while where he pretty much runs. It's like a 50-50 business, side business. He still does carpeting, still does flooring. He still does all of those things, but it's not a storefront property. He makes appointments. He shows customers, you know, what, what they're interested in, and, and then he provides, you know, the service. So I know he's doing that. He also runs cash games, like gambling. Um, so it's pretty interesting the, the course of action that he's had. And in this whole conversation, I asked him, you know, at what point did you say, I'm, I'm done with this shit, like, I'm, I'm done? Um, you know, because there had to be a boiling point in both of those, you know, carpet places. I'm not going to try to name their, their, their names, but, uh, you know, we can say whatever, but, I mean, I'm just trying to keep some amenility. Ah. Trying to keep it private, essentially, is what I'm trying to say, with without saying it correctly. But um, I, I just, I personally feel like my dad was probably wrong in probably both of the situations. But at the same time, I also think that he was right to stand up for what he believed and stand up for what he wanted, but stand up for, you know. I'm not saying it's okay that if you feel like you're underpaid to steal. That's not what I'm saying, because that's not right, obviously. But at the same time, it's like, if your employer is not valuing you, you should go somewhere else. If your employer does not, you know, they want to come over the top and be big dick and they want to, you know, strut their stuff and they want to say, well, this is what you're going to do. Okay. Well, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I don't know if you knew this, but, you know, things like that really make it difficult to stay at places when your asshole boss comes in and says, Oh, by the way, um, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. I'm going to make you do it. Hmm. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. That's why I'm just a little bit... uh, A little bit anti-establishment. A little bit anti-authority. Because I have that that little chip or that gene in my body that says, yeah, you're not going to disrespect me. And I can depend, it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong, you're not going to disrespect me. Um, I guess I'm arrogant in that way, or maybe I just actually hold a value to myself and say, you know, we can do this a lot of different ways. This isn't going to be one of them. Right. I'm very stubborn in that way. So as I head back to work today, after situations that have happened, ultimately, I start talking with my my dad about kind of what, how much money do you need, you know, to live, like, what are some of the things that you want to do, like, and he just says, you know, you, you gotta live a modest life, you have to, you have to just kind of take what you have, and, uh, and, and roll with it, essentially, so, I thought it was pretty good advice, I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was advice that you shouldn't follow, but, I, I sit here and look at this situation that he's had, and um, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty shocked by it, to be honest. Uh, just the way that everything went down with them. But uh, anyway, 
anyway, like I said, this has been Drive Time. I appreciate everybody listening. Um, we will catch you down the road.